ask yourself this question. When you discover a problem, when you run into difficulties, how, how many options do you search for? High self-belief is required to be resourceful. So if you have low self-belief, being scarce might just feel scarce. But if you do want to build self-belief, not only does NLU help you do that, but you can stretch a dollar. We always say make every day and every dollar count. Welcome to Next Level University. I'm your host, Kevin Palmieri. And I'm your co-host, Alan Lazarus. At NLU, we believe in a heart-driven but no BS approach to holistic self-improvement for dream chasers. Our goal with every episode is to help you level up your life, love, health, and wealth. We bring you a new episode every single day on topics like confidence, self-belief, self-worth, self-awareness, relationships, boundaries, consistency, habits, and defining your own unique version of success. Self-improvement in your pocket every day from anywhere completely free. Welcome to Next Level University. Next Level Nation, welcome back to another episode of Next Level University, where we help you level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. We hope you enjoyed yesterday's episode, episode number 1,605, which one of these motivates you more? We talked about running from scarcity or running towards abundance. Today, for episode number 1,606, one super underrated word for success. I would also say it's not sexy. One super unsexy, underrated word for success. Hell of a title. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. Quite the hook. I remember Alan suggested a book to me, I don't know, two, three, four years ago, and the book is called Stretch. And the book is all about how the most successful companies, and we'll get, we'll get into this, and trust me, this isn't going to be a business episode. We'll make this land for you. But how all the successful companies make sure that they use everything to the maximum amount they can. They make sure that they are getting everything out of everything they can. And not just saying, okay, we have money. Let's throw money at this problem. What are the things that we can do to fix this problem in-house? What can we do to get creative? Why don't you take it easy over there with the, uh, with the audio books? Sorry about that. No, it's awesome. <clears throat> I, I figured that's what you were doing. I pulled up the book. I yeah. figured that's what you were doing. So the underrated slash unsexy word is resourcefulness. And let me just read the definition really quick. It's like a throwback to the old days. Resourcefulness. Small talk. Small talk. Resourcefulness. Can you spell it for us and give us its original uh, origin? I can't because that, that isn't here. But the ability, <laughs> the ability to find quick and clever ways to overcome difficulties. That's what resourcefulness is. Resourcefulness is having the same pieces as somebody else, but being able to look at those pieces in a different way. And I always use the example or the analogy, the story, however, I don't know which one it technically is, but imagine if you were stuck, you fell into a hole and a bunch of tr uh, tree branches and rocks and logs fell into that hole with you. There's a bunch of different ways you can get out using those materials, but that's going to depend on how resourceful you are. How well you can stack up the logs, how well you can stack up the rocks. Is there a piece of vine that fell down there that you can tie to the, the branches to make a ladder? That's resourcefulness. Resourcefulness is taking something maybe that a lot of other people have, but using it in a different way. And even in the definition, you hear quick and clever. I, I don't necessarily know quick, 
clever ways to overcome difficulties. We're all going to have difficulties in our lives. We all have a different opportunity to be resourceful to solve those. So again, not the sexiest word, not the sexiest thing in the world, but over the last seven years, I think mostly due to Alan, we've been really, really good at being resourceful. And we would not be here today in the way we are if that's not something we were practicing. So there's definitely room for growth in all of us, Alan and I included, when it comes to resourcefulness. I want to be, uh, I'll, I'll go brief with this, but I, I think it's important to provide context of why resourcefulness is so, so important. Uh, when, so many of the listeners know my story, uh, but for the new listeners, I'll, I'll give the very, 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 very short version. So father passed away when I was two years old, had an older sister who was six at the time. My father was 28 when he passed away. I was two. And I, I was raised by my mom and my older sister. But I had a stepfather from age three to 14. And when, when I was 14, my stepfather left. And without going down the huge rabbit hole of my story, uh, I didn't realize this at the time. I really didn't. I didn't realize this until my 30s when I was kind of rewatching the movie of my life. But I had essentially lost three families by the time I was 14 years old. And I've since, and again, there's a lot of nuances with that. Like I still kind of had my birth father's family there for me, like that kind of thing. But my stepfather left, took his family with him. My mom and her sister got in a, a, an altercation that ostracized us from her family. And my uh, birth father's family, we didn't really spend time with because we were kind of trying to be a family unit with my stepdad. And it, 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 honestly, we were kind of pretending to be a family unit with my stepdad. My real name is, La is McCorkle. My last name of Lazarus, I, I got when I was seven. And, and so the McCorkle family, you know, we didn't speak to from three to 14 really much at all. And then when my stepfather left, he took his whole family with him. And then my mom and her sister got in a, an altercation and my grandparents had already passed at that point. And they were kind of the leaders of that family. So, so I didn't know any of this, but by the time I'm 14 years old, I don't know how I'm going to go to college because my stepdad, you know, he got the yacht in the apartment buildings. We got the house and the dog and we were broke. And I didn't know how I was going to go to college. Uh, you know, I didn't have a family to help really. And again, none of this I really knew at the time. I didn't know any different, but now it's very clear. And it was like, holy crap, what are we going to do? We got to get really resourceful. And so that's what we did. And uh, that's why I worked so hard in high school to get straight A's, financial aid, scholarships. I got every scholarship I could possibly get. I, I got financial aid. I got, I got no interest loans. I remember applying to Massachusetts stuff to try to do whatever I could to get to uh, college. You know, and, and so then I... Fast forward, fast forward, fast forward. I went into corporate and all of a sudden I had a lot of money. All of a sudden I was getting paid more and more and more. I went from 65 to 85 and 85 to, you know, 105 and 105 to 125 and then 125 to almost 200. And I remember thinking like, I don't need all this. When I, I, was, I was living with nothing for so long, very little. I mean, in college, I was so broke that I drove a $1,200 car. Back in college. It was one of those, um, I don't even remember the name of it. It was one of those uh, Nissan Zs or whatever. Little, little T, you know cars. So it's like, a, what's the one where, with the doors that flap open? Uh, I don't know. I mean, there those are expensive ones, not $1,200. I don't know. It was a must real, have been a, it was a real old. I was going to say, it must have real, been a real hey, beater. Real old. <laughs> yeah, it was a beater. The sound system was worth 
I think as much as the car, uh, which tells you what I was doing in college, right? But super resourceful, thrift stores, Salvation Army, you know, just resourceful, resourceful, resourceful. I got, I got a reduced lunch and free lunch at school when our income was so low. And uh, so when Kevin and I were in business and we were struggling financially, we had many mentors who were very wealthy, who I had turned a lot of money down from, for lack of better phrasing. Again, there's stories behind that. We don't have time for any of that. But, you know, uh, I got offered a job for half million per year, bonus structure, VP of sales, all that kind of stuff. I, I got offered, you know, a million dollars, you know, from investors. And uh, I just told Kev, and I remember Kev one point at one point being like, why don't we just go to this mentor, ask for a hundred grand, We'll, we'll we'll turn it, we'll flip it, we'll pay him interest or whatever. And I said, Kev, I don't want to do that because I want to be more resourceful. If, imagine if you can do a lot with very little, imagine what you can do with a lot. And so now here we are years later and Kevin has since come to me and said that was really cool that we were able to do that even though at the time he couldn't buy Christmas presents for his wife, <laughs> uh, his girlfriend at the time, wife now. And so it was terrible. It was just awful. Hello, 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 NLU listener. Thank you, as always, for listening to Next Level University. Real quick, I just want to jump in and let you know about the Next Level Dreamliner. This is a journal that I use every single day. Achieve your dreams 90 days at a time. It breaks down your dreams into goals, milestones, and daily habits. We hope you enjoy it. The link will be in the show notes. So being scarce is not... uh, fun. It's terrible. But being resourceful is a skill that is unbelievably valuable. And when you do get resources, do you lose your resourcefulness? And if so, you're in trouble. And we've been guilty of this. We, we playfully say we had our biggest month and then Kevin and I stepped off the gas and I'm watching my favorite TV show at 11 o'clock on a Tuesday and all of a sudden the next quarter we're not winning again. I don't care if it's fitness, health, wealth, love. I don't care if it's in your relationship. If you stop being resourceful, if you stop being humble, if you stop trying to stretch a dollar, you're in trouble. And, and maybe not right away. Maybe not right away. But this book is called Stretch. It's by Scott Sonin, Sonin Sheen. I apologize for not being able to pronounce that. It's unlock the power of less and achieve more than you ever imagined. And I do realize now, in hindsight, I want to make this very clear, that high self-belief is required to be resourceful. So if you have low self-belief, being scarce might just feel scarce. But if you do want to build self-belief, not only does NLU help you do that, but you can stretch a dollar. We always say make every day and every dollar count. Kevin and I, you know, we spent years and years and years and years and years trying to figure out how to, how to do this with very little. And most companies, they, they get investors. And, and we didn't. And so, to bring this to the listeners rather than a business conversation like Kevin had mentioned in the beginning, the question I would have everyone ask, because this is a self-awareness show, it's an awareness show, but self-awareness is a big part of that, is how resourceful are you from zero to 10? And the three parts of resources I actually have it on my whiteboard, number one is become more resourceful. That's what we're talking about right now. How do you become more resourceful? How do you do more with less? How do you do more with less? How do you do more with less? And then number two is accumulate more resources. Maybe it's investments, maybe buy a home. That's a great example. Buy a home. 
okay? And then the third one is allocate resources more optimally. In other words, when you make that extra 500 bucks, can you stretch it? Can you go on a trip for 500 bucks and still make it really fun? Emilia and I went indoor skydiving recently and then we went to Barnes & Noble. The whole trip probably cost us, we went away for a weekend. It was more one night. And one of the hotels we stayed at was brutal. Uh, and that was 400 bucks. But the rest of the trip was probably, I don't know, 150 bucks between the two of us. We got snacks and we rented a movie and we went to Barnes and Noble. We each got three books. She came with like 15 books and so did I. And I was like, sweetheart, let's pick our favorite three, <laughs> you know? And we did. We came home with three books each and it was Barnes and Noble's expensive books uh, <laughs> for sure. But we had this awesome weekend for what, 650 bucks? And again, that is not what it used to be. Uh, that's yeah, that's, that's not what it is every weekend. Yeah, that's definitely not. What it is not. every weekend either. Definitely not. And there's certain things you skip on, certain things that you don't. It all depends on your core values. But resourcefulness is the is the key. So, so a lot of people think resources is the problem. Kev, you thought that we don't have the resources. We don't have the resources. We don't have the resources. And I said, no, 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 no. We are not resourceful enough yet. And when we become more resourceful, the resources will come. And again, that does require self-belief. That requires a lot of competence. That requires having mentors and coaches and being able to do the work. If you can't do the work, it's not going to work. Uh, but yeah, that's, I'm a big fan of this topic. And I think that resourcefulness compounded over time can change your life so much. I would concur with that. This would be my next level nugget. Ask yourself this question. When you discover a problem when you run into difficulties how how many options do you search for the best analogy for this is imagine and again this is a little anxiety inducing so just tread lightly on this but imagine you're on the show fear factor for those who don't know it's a show that was on a long time ago they used to do gross slash scary stuff and one of the things they did often is they would have to find a key to a lock and open a lock underwater, which that's going to be a pass for the kid. <laughs> it's going to be a pass for the kid. But if you were in that situation, how many times would you come up and come down, come up for air and then go back down to try to find another key or try to find a hairpin or try to find a needle that would open that? That lock. Castaway is another really good example if you've ever seen that movie. Great movie. The reason he survives is because he's super resourceful. He uses an ice skate to cut stuff and then to remove, I think he's got like an infected tooth or something. Oh, brutal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He uses I don't remember the, it. An ice skate super to, well. to rip his own tooth out. And he resourceful. uses that as an axe to chop down the tree and, yeah, and yeah. to open the coconut. Super, Great super, film. super resourceful. That's a really good example of resourcefulness. How resourceful are you when it comes to getting through difficulties and accomplishing the goals that you have aimed for? Go ahead. He, he also invents a friend. Wilson. 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 It's a volleyball. Wilson was the, best, the best friend. The best friend. He invented that. How resourceful is that? He put hair and, and, Super. and, a, and a smiley face on a volleyball. I like to think I would have done Because he wanted that. a friend. I like to think I would have done that. For sure. For sure. Do you remember the scene at the end when, yeah. I, again, I'm a... I love movies, so forgive me on this, but I promise I'll tie it back. The, at the end, when he gets back to, and the 90s in the US were wild. It was dot-com bubble. Everybody was winning. And 
globally, really, too, not just the U.S., so I didn't mean to be, you know, an ignorant American on that. But the point is, is at the end, remember when he is sitting there in that, he's sitting there in this room, and there's this buffet and all this wasted food? I don't there's remember like, the movie. Okay, he gets off the island, and then it's, he, he, FedEx is the company that he works for, yeah. and FedEx is crushing it in the late 90s, the 90s and all that. And they have this big conference table with all this food, huge buffet, and crab legs and fish, and, and it's all just rotting, and everyone's just thinking nothing of it. And he's just sitting there really depressed in the room going, I just spent years on an island being as resourceful as humanly possible just to survive, and we're all just sitting here with all this food, and we think nothing of it. Mm-hmm. It was like a really depressing scene. And I love the moral of that. I love that movie for that reason. It's like we take things for granted so much. It bothers me to my core. I filled up my water bottle today. I swear to you, we have this little filter spout. And I think, thank goodness for running water. Mm. We have clean water. Like there are people that literally walk miles for clean water. Every day. Every day. And we're like so entitled. It bothers me. It, myself included, by the way. I, I, when I get entitled, it bothers me so much. Because we have so much to be grateful for that we just overlook constantly. And, and resourcefulness and gratitude are one and the same. I mean, you cannot be resourceful without being grateful for what you do have. Mm. And, and it's a duality, I understand. Like, you got to shoot for what you don't have, too. Trust me, I, I want to achieve more. You have to, it's the duality. You have to want more and be grateful for what you do have and be resourceful with what you do have to achieve more. And I think that that's a, a really powerful idea. Is that your next level nugget? That is. Wilson from Castaway. Wilson. All right. We got to hop because we both, I have coaching call. I don't know if you have a coaching call. I have, I have stuff to do. You'll probably just hang out, sit around in your pajamas and <laughs> sip tea, but I'll be up after it. Uh, if you have not yet joined Next Level Nation, please do an amazing group of humans that will help you get to your goals because you'll be able to authentically be you. I think that's one of the hardest things in the world, but one of the most desired things in the world. Also, Next Level Live 2024 is March 23rd in Groton, Mass. Tickets for in-person are $97. Tickets for virtual are $47. In-person, you get a free Dreamliner as well as a free catered lunch. We're selling 30 tickets for in-person as well as 30 uh, 30 tickets for virtual. So please get your tickets ASAP because they will sell out. Tomorrow, for episode number 1,607, I don't know, we had an idea I don't know if we're going to do that yet. So again, I don't know what we're going to do tomorrow. It's busy, 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 busy over here right now on the business end. And quite honestly, Alan and I are struggling to keep up with everything. So I will do better. I promise. It's just been a very, very challenging couple weeks. So I don't know what we're doing tomorrow. But we'll figure it out. We will. That's the beauty of it is. We'll be resourceful. We'll be resourceful and we'll figure it out. As always. We love you. We appreciate you. Grateful for each and every one of you. And at NLU, we do not have fans. We have family. We'll talk to you all tomorrow. Stay grateful and resourceful. Next Level Nation. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. We love connecting with the Next Level family. We mean it when we say family. If you ever need anything, please reach out to us directly. Everything you need to get a hold of us is in the show notes. Thank you again, and we will talk to you tomorrow.